Welcome back to Securiosity. I am your host, Greg Otto. And look, at one time or another, we've all had to deal with it. Security awareness training. Primarily, that has been where we've gotten an email, there's a link inside it, and we have to decide whether we want to click it or not. Whether you have been responsible for administering the test, taking it, or failing at it, the training generally elicits eye rolls. What if it didn't have to be that way? On this episode, I talk with Votero CEO and co-founder Aviv Graffi, who wants to take the danger out of email content for good. We also talk about why the 90-day password change has stayed in place all these years and why he thinks zero trust is nothing more than a buzzword. Check it out. I'm here with Aviv Graffi, the CEO and co-founder of Votero. Thanks for joining us, Aviv. Thank you very much for hosting me. So... I want to talk to you about uh, security awareness training. Particularly, we hear about in enterprises these programs that test a workforce against basically clicking on phishing links. That that's really what we think about when we think about um, security awareness training. Do you think that there's too much emphasis inside organizations when it comes to security awareness training like that? And do you think that there's any ROI in doing anything like that anymore? So. Awareness is something that is really hard. We see that on the last few years. Uh, the rise of that is almost mandatory in some companies. And to analyze that, I would first ask why. Let's go back and ask why we started with that. I, we see that from the history that when security controls failed, that's where we say, okay, uh, our email gateways, our, our security doesn't work as we expected. Let's train our employees, our human employees to do what the security controls actually couldn't do. Right. And that's where we started. So yes, uh, there's a lot of emphasis about that. Uh, I see that a lot of um, prospect customers, analysts that we're talking with, they see that as something that um, it's still not there in terms of the ROI. Um, I think that the obvious example is that a lot of customers training the employee, but then the day after that training, you can send them an email. This is the new floor sitting plan starting from tomorrow, and everyone will click on that. Right, right. And I think the tension is that people need to do their job. Think of uh, recruiters that need to open hundreds of resumes a week in order to do their job. You cannot tell them. I think, think about twice. that all the time because as in my position, I get resumes for uh, writers and reporters all the time too, and I always think this would be a perfect attack vector, and I, I'm going to click on this link every time. Like I'm just going to because, like you said, it's part of my job. Yeah, so it's part of their job, so you need to do a job, so... We cannot tell them think twice before you do your job. Uh, and I think that's the fundamental problem with that, with that awareness of phishing training. We also see that the CISO are actually pretty frustrated because they look, I cannot really ex- improve that click rate behind a, th- a certain threshold. And, and that's, that's actually lead us to a situation where we want to solve that problem, want to help our customers actually solve that problem. I can give you an example. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, I had a call, and uh, after exchanging emails, and I saw that disclaimer on the top of the email. You know that disclaimer that this is an external email. Uh, don't click on any, don't open an attachment. Don't click on links from right. that email if you don't know the sender. And what we do in Votero, we help our customers to drop that disclaimer. Okay, okay, and how exactly do they get around dropping that disclaimer? Because I mean it's. Obviously, got to be easier than just the delete key and pulling it out of an email. So, tell me how you're helping uh, enterprises do that. 
Okay, so the way that we look at the problem is that uh, weaponized documents and, and weaponized links and files being downloaded from websites um, are, the, are the problem of the controls. The security controls that we have, like AV, antivirus, and sandbox, and even next-gen AVs, they're all the same thing. They're all trying to, take, uh, to look at historical data and predict the future. And we all know that prediction, by definition, cannot be 100%. Right. So the way that we solve our problems, we're actually flipping it on its head. What we do is, for example, you have a, um, a resume. I'm sending you, I want to apply to work with you as a reporter. And what you're interested in is not in the actual doc acts, not in the actual word file. You're interested in the content of the right. resume. So what we do in the material, we invented a technology that lifts the content and then paste it on a safe template of that document that looks and feels exactly the same. In that way, we don't need to look for the bad stuff in a document. We just deliver always the known good one. In that way, we're telling uh, our customers and our customers tell the employees, click on any document you receive by email. We just don't care. Just open it because that's a known, safe, good content. Great. Okay. So, you know, your product leads to an interesting discussion. What do you think is a better way for an enterprise to get buy-in from their workforce when it comes to cybersecurity? Is it having them understand what they need to do and not do or is it removing them from the equation altogether and just be, look do your job you don't get paid to worry about the cybersecurity of everything that you're doing we have people that are handling it just do your job and it's there in the background you don't have to worry about that where do you think the concentration should be so i think traditionally the employees or also i would say organization need to choose between productivity and security you need to put yourself somewhere in between. If you want high security, you need to compromise on productivity. And we're saying that this is not a fair game. We should be 100% productive and secure. And that's what we want to encourage um, uh, the industry to do. We need to let our employees work. We don't need to get them involved in that game of security because uh, in that way, the CISO in some organization is not, a, um, is, I would say, the hated person, but we help, we help the CISO to be likable. We said, you don't need to be the bad guy who punished the employees for clicking links. You don't need to be the bad guy who stopped documents and people need to, uh, you know, crawl the quarantine folder in one of the security, uh, I wouldn't say, mention, I wouldn't mention names, but one of the gateways, the popular gateways. So we need to get them out of that game. We need to let them work. We need to uh, let them stop thinking about security and all that, you know, uh, hurdles that it puts in the way. So... Outside of your product, how do you see enterprises managing the threats that are coming into their organizations? I mean, because look, you're only one part of, of the puzzle that they have to solve when it comes to cybersecurity. So how are you seeing your customers uh, sort of uh, overlay their entire uh, security plan? So I think for every field, once you do the risk analysis, uh, you need to choose a product that uh, first focus on uh, security, but the, the next thing is productivity. You need to choose, for example, identity management software and password management software that doesn't involve changing password every two months. We all know that the, ch the password change is just adding another, you know, ch uh, plus one for the number at the right. end of the password. <laughs> right. right. That's what we all do. Let's admit it. So we need to focus on productivity. We need to focus on less involvement of the user, but bringing uh, impactful solutions. Do you really see enterprises that are still following that old mindset of, yeah, just every 90 days, just 
refresh your password? Or is that I feel like even though we come to RSA and we hear a lot of repetitiveness, I feel like even that is esoteric for cybersecurity, and that that line of thinking is just so old that I would be surprised that enterprises still do it. So are, are enterprises still doing the ninety day password refresh? So they are doing that because of uh, compliance sometimes. Because there are a lot of, uh, I would say, um, compliance and regulations that tell you you need to have a password complexity um, scheme. You need to have a, a password refresh scheme. So they're doing that. It doesn't mean that they want to do that. They're just following uh, regulation. And now, if we're going to encourage, and the industry, and I'm part of that industry, we're going to encourage uh, uh, refreshed uh, guidelines, ref refreshed regulations. That think about the user, not just about security, because that's the easiest thing is to say just shut down all system, make the user's life horrible, and you have a very good security. Uh, but I think we should really think about the users first, and then to think about uh, the security. How do you see zero trust working into what you are uh, doing as well? So zero trust is, I would say, first thing, in my personal opinion, that's a hyped word. Uh, because, okay. Because there's no really, I mean, you can, you can employ zero trust, but the resources that you need to have in order to uh, deploy zero trust are incredibly high. Uh, think of the management of uh, network access in a zero trust world. The way that I'm seeing, and, and we in Votero, we think about zero trust as what we're doing. We don't trust any of the files going in. We're just generating what we know we can trust. Okay, So that's how we employ it. But I think a lot of the companies riding that hype as Last year it was machine learning or AI, the, way, the right. day before that was machine learning, right. and before that was uh, big data, and every year we have right. the... Uh, well, not just from a hype standpoint, what I'm getting at is it being you know uh, a flip side of the coin to the 90-day password mm -hmm. refresh, where if you have the zero trust and you do have the ability to do that, sort of moving past that very old way of thinking where it's just going to make you less secure because your employees, like you said, are just going to add a one to the end right. of their password or, or uh, a dollar sign or an ampersand or something that isn't really all that secure in the long run. So I would think that zero trust would allow them to even get away from the 90-day refresh. But if you're saying that there's a high barrier to get to that, I can see why they stick with the 90-day refresh. Right. And I know the, I mean, specifically on passwords, there is a, a new industry of... Uh, um, and password last logins and, and maybe that will be the solution but I think it's uh, a bit early uh, okay that. great uh, Aviv really appreciate you hopping aboard to talk to us for a little bit thank you for your insights my pleasure thank you very much for hosting me thank you very much thanks again to Aviv for joining us and that will do it for this week thank you for joining us as always and please stay healthy stay safe and as always Stay curious.